Well, welcome to our water baptism service this morning. Things are going to be a little bit different to our usual service. And I hope that God touches you powerfully this morning. At Infused Church, we believe in doing things just like Jesus did. So I'm just going to pray for the service this morning. Father, I thank you for the word of God. I thank you that as I speak, that you, Holy Spirit, would speak through me and that your word would come alive and resonate in the hearts of your people, Lord. Touch them, fill them, overflow them with your goodness and your grace. In Jesus' wonderful name today, amen. So one of the things that we we do believe here at Infused Church is that we follow Jesus and his ways. When Jesus was a child, Mary and Joseph took Jesus to the temple and they dedicated him to the Lord. Uh, And we have parents here who bring children uh, quite a young age, babies, infants and stuff like that. And they bring them to church and they dedicate him or or their children to the Lord. We have a specific service that we we do that in. Um, Later, Jesus was baptized in the Jordan River. And uh, so... A part of that was that he went down in the river, he came up out of the waters, etc. like that. Uh, welcome to our Jordan River. We especially flew this in all the way from Israel this morning. Uh, actually, we didn't, but that's cool. Uh, we believe in baptizing people uh, in water by full immersion. What that means is uh, they are fully wet when they go down into the waters. Okay, and, and, and when they come up out of the waters, we hope that the water didn't shoot straight up their nose, uh, that they've enjoyed the experience whilst being down in there, but then they come up uh, out of the waters just like Jesus did when he was in the Jordan River. So that the people do that at an older age, so probably as, as youth or as adults when they come to uh, a faith in Christ. And they do that uh, at a later stage because there needs to be understanding behind why people are being baptised in water, there's, there's symbolism that's attached to it, and uh, hopefully I can just uh, help people to understand what that means this morning. See, Scripture itself actually tells us what the whole idea of water baptism is about. In Colossians chapter 2 and verse 12 in the Message Bible, it says, Going under the water was a burial of your old life. Coming up out of it was a resurrection. God raising you from the dead as he did Christ. You can't get any better description of what water baptism is symbolic of in that whole passage there. In water baptism, we identify and we follow Jesus in his death, his burial, and his resurrection. And so water baptism is really an important step of obedience for a believer. Once we've decided to follow Christ, water baptism is a great next step for someone. We believe that water baptism is a moment to celebrate Everything that God's doing in a person's life. It's a time of celebration. It's a time where we get to to express our joy, our our faith in Christ. As people go through the waters of baptism, it's something we can believe for them that what happened to Jesus when he went through the waters of baptism, that these people too can experience, that they themselves can believe for at the same moment. So water baptism is a declaration of our faith and it symbolizes three things in our life. Number one, that we want Jesus. 
I don't know, it's, we, uh, that's what water baptism symbolizes for people, that we simply want Jesus. That we've chosen to make Jesus the Lord and Savior of our life, and we have given our lives completely to him. We withhold nothing back, because we go down in the waters, we die to ourselves, and then we are raised in the newness of life to all that God has for us. This means that we put our trust in Jesus as our Savior. In Romans chapter 10, verses 9 to 10, it says, If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is with the heart that a person believes, resulting in righteousness, and it is with the mouth that they confess, resulting in salvation. So if you don't know Christ is your Lord and Savior today, if you believe, you can. If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart, you can receive Christ as your Savior this morning. Secondly, not only do we want Jesus, we we need Jesus. I don't know uh, about you, but I need Jesus in my life. There's stuff that happens in our world today. I need a a power that's stronger than me. I need a person to believe in that that has defeated stuff that that we're walking through. He's made a provision. He's made a way. So water baptism symbolizes our need for, for our sin to be washed away completely. It represents the truth that our old life is gone and we are walking in a new life now. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has gone, behold, new things have come. So have you come to the point perhaps in your life and realized your need of Jesus this morning? Thirdly, it just symbolizes that we want to follow Jesus. We follow Jesus. Water baptism is our first act of obedience after putting our trust in him. When we're baptized in water... We're obeying the great commission of Jesus. Jesus said himself in Matthew 28, verses 19 to 20, Therefore, go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I commanded you. And lo, and lo, and behold, (laughs) old school language. It says, I'm with you always. Isn't that comforting? Even to the end of the age. And behold, I am with you always. You may feel that you are isolated and on your own this morning, but the Bible says that when we are in a relationship with Jesus Christ and following him as a disciple of Jesus, we are never, ever alone. I find comfort in that. Never are we alone. Never. So are there any followers here of Jesus? About three, four, maybe? That's great. Love that. Jesus experienced some incredible things at his baptism. And we can also believe for those same incredible things as we follow Jesus as his disciples. Matthew chapter 3 verses 13 to 17 describes for us what happened at Jesus' water baptism. It says, Then Jesus came from Galilee to the Jordan to be baptized by John the Baptist. But John tried to deter him, saying, I need to be baptized by you, and do you come to me? And Jesus replied, Let it be so now. It is proper for us to do this to fulfill all righteousness. Then John consented. And as soon as Jesus was baptized, he went up out of the water. In other words, he's he's had the full dunking. He's come up. He's out of the waters now. Okay, And then at that moment, heaven was opened. 
And he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and settling on him. So this is John the Baptist's account of what he's seen with Jesus. And it says, And a voice from heaven said, This is my Son, whom I love. With him I am well pleased. So there's four things that I want to just briefly talk about this morning. Jesus came up out of the water from death to life. Jesus experienced an open heaven. And Jesus had the Holy Spirit descend upon him and settle upon him. And then fourthly, Jesus heard the love and the affirmation of the Father. So we can believe to walk in these things also as believers in Christ. It's my firm conviction that what we saw modelled and Jesus experienced at his baptism, God has made available to us as believers in Christ. So the first thing is that we've gone from death to life. I was dead once. I didn't know it, but I was a walking, like before the walking dead was fashionable, we were all doing it. We were walking zombies. But now, because of Jesus, I'm, I'm gone from death to life. People who have believed on the Lord Jesus Christ have gone from death to life. In John 5, 24, it says this, and this is Jesus speaking. He says, I tell you the truth. Whoever hears my word and believes him who sent me has eternal life and will not be condemned. He's crossed over from death to life. This is what Jesus is saying to us. You can take this to the bank. You can rely on this. You can base your life on this stuff. You can stand in fullness of of, of conviction, knowing that this is what you can do and live in, in your life. It's not just any old life either. It's a God-centered life. It's a life that's full of abundance, of selflessness. It's a rich life. It's an abundant life. It's a connected life. It's a life of love. It's going to be a great life. You may be going through the worst season of your life, but I tell you right now, it's a great life because you're doing it with Jesus. I'd much rather be in a storm and have Jesus in my storm than go through a storm without Jesus. I'll start preaching. (laughs) Secondly, we've been given access to an open heaven. When Jesus came up out of the waters, heaven was opened. It says in Matthew chapter 6 verses 9 to 10, This then is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. For us to know what's happening in heaven to bring it on earth, there must be an openness of heaven that we can actually see what's happening in heaven so that we can actually declare that and pull heaven down by faith in Christ to bring a manifest, that manifestation of what is available in heaven. Can I tell you that if healing is available in heaven, then healing is available on earth. If there's freedom in heaven, then there's freedom on earth. Yeah, there's the truth. As we get closer to the Lord, we get an idea of what he wants to do on the earth. He wants to establish the kingdom of God on earth, to make available on earth what's already available in heaven. Uh, You guys need to write this, this next verse down. This will change your life. Matthew chapter 16 and verse 19 says this, And that's not all. 
you'll have complete and free access to God's kingdom. Keys to open any and every door. No more barriers between heaven and earth, earth and heaven. A yes on earth is a yes in heaven. A no on earth is a no in heaven. You've got the keys. Jesus has given us the keys. It's by power of the Holy Spirit. As we believe in Jesus, we have faith in Jesus. I agree. Let's live it. This verse is our reality today. You don't have to beg for what's available in heaven. God the Father doesn't sit there saying, you've got to beg me, you know, like get on your hands and knees to, to have this. No. Hey, Father, I just thank you right now for the gifts coming to my life. I thank you that you have made heaven, uh, healing available to me today. I thank you that you made provision available to me today. We simply access it because we go to God in faith, believing that he's there and that he's a rewarder of those who believe in him and uh, all the rest of it. <coughs> Jesus had asked his disciples who people said he was. And Peter said to Jesus, you are the Messiah, the son of the living God. So accessing what's in heaven is by revelation of who Jesus is and faith in him. Who is Jesus to you this morning? Who is Jesus to you this morning? Some fanciful person that may have been written about in the Bible? Is it someone that is just a cuss word for you? Or is Jesus your Lord and Saviour, the Messiah, the Son of the living God? Thirdly, we access the baptism in and filled with the Holy Spirit. This was a promise that Jesus made to us all when he spoke of his approaching death. In John chapter 16, verse 7, it says, But in fact, it is best for you that I go away, because if I don't, the advocate, meaning the Holy Spirit, won't come. If I do go away, then I will send him to you. We need the Holy Spirit. John 14 verse 26 says, But when the Father sends the Advocate as my representative, that is the Holy Spirit, he'll he'll teach you of everything and will remind you of everything that I've told you. I I, I put this verse into practice in my own life. Before I was the pastor of this church, I was a police officer. And... um, I had to like go for my sergeant's exams and, and, and study how to be a sergeant. So one of the exams, when I took this verse literally. Lord, I'm going to study this as much as I possibly can. But Holy Spirit, would you bring back to my remembrance the stuff that I need to answer the questions in the exam for? God came through. I have never topped an exam in my life except that one. Never been first in exam. In fact, much to my horror and stuff, what I used to do in exams was play around. I had my pencil case, I had an old transistor radio. What I'd done was to remove the the speaker from my transistor radio out from that radio and I played flying saucers in those exams. It was no wonder that I never, never passed an exam or got first in them. But I tell you, when you rely on the person of the Holy Spirit and you do what's necessary to to study up and to bone up on stuff that you need for your exams, the Holy Spirit can bring back those things to our remembrance and help us to pass exams. We need the Holy Spirit to teach us to live life as a believer of Jesus. 
We need the Holy Spirit to teach us about Jesus and, and what he said and bring back to our remembrance what he said. We need the baptism and the filling of the Holy Spirit, not just for us, but to have the power to tell others about Jesus as well. In Acts chapter 1 verse 8, it says, You shall receive power to be witnesses of Jesus at home, at work, at colds, at woolies. Acts chapter 1 verse 8. It's what it says. Read it. I dare you. It might not say woolies and coals. It might say drakes or foodland. The message that there is forgiveness and eternal life through Christ is good news that everyone needs to hear. Fourthly, we are loved by God. We are loved by God. You may feel like the most unloved person in the entire face of the universe today, but God loves you. And if God loves you, it doesn't matter who else does. God loves you. He loves you. Passionately, deeply, sacrificially, generously. Matthew chapter 6, verse 30, 16 to 17 says, After his baptism, as Jesus came up out of the water, the heavens were opened, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove, settling on him. And a voice from heaven said, and this is God the Father saying, This is my dearly loved Son. That's the first thing he'd done, was to say, This is my Son. Jesus had done nothing. The, the fact is that God loves you, and you don't have to do a thing to earn it. Before you've ever done a thing in ministry, before you've ever served on a team, before you've ever done anything to, to help someone who's in need, God loves you. For God so loved the world that he gave the world his son. It also says, see what kind of love that the Father has given to us in that while we should, we, that we should be called God's children. And that's what we are. When we become born again believers, we are God's children. Jesus himself said, love each other just as I have loved you. So you must love each other. Water baptism shows us what's available to believers. Jesus gives us a revelation of what we can believe for in our lives as believers. That excites me. That absolutely puts a quiver in my liver. It's just great. We've gone from death to life, life and abundant life. We have access to all that heaven has. Faith accesses it through Jesus. We have the baptism and the power of the Holy Spirit. And just as the people who are getting ready to be baptized, just head out to your positions and get started at the start of the racing line, we'll very soon move to getting them baptized and dunked. So I'm just going to ask them to disperse to wherever it is they need to go. Here's one I prepared earlier. So we have the baptism and the power of the Holy Spirit within us. And we are powerfully and fully loved by God. So right now these people are going to be baptized in water. And uh, as each of the people go through and start to get baptized, uh, uh, I would welcome the family and friends to come up onto the stage and be a part of uh, this whole thing for, with their family, with their friend, uh, whatever it is, just to be a, a part of that. We've got. To